Welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, RFU Refugees Podcast, as neither Trey nor John respected the fact that I had started the broadcast and did not look down. So you all heard some wonderful, <laughs> wonderful interactions there. Um, in case you didn't watch the game, uh, DC United uh, fell 1-0 to Minnesota United um, in what can be best described as a uneven performance. Um, we'll get into that in a minute. Uh, John, how are you doing, my friend? How, how, how was your weekend? First of all, let, let, let's, let's stick positive first. How was my weekend? I have, I haven't done shit. I'll be honest. This weekend was a, this, this weekend was a real, uh, laying around, do nothing situation. I've got to go get groceries after this. So that'll be the highlight of my weekend. That's the most productive I'll be. <laughs> Trey, uh, you as well. Uh, got some cooking done. Uh, got the instant pot going currently. So, cool. you know, that's, that's a productive weekend for me. We got about two people watching right now. So awesome. so far. And I think that's me because one of them is me because I'm one of them is me. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's uh, let's let, let's jump into this game. Um, first half. Uh, I want to talk positively. First half. Um, I personally thought uh, things were good. I thought the three, four, three, three, five, two, whatever whatever you want to call it, um, was working really well for DC, um, to be honest. Um, I thought it was uh, it was completely taking Darwin Quint- Quintero out of the game, um, which is what you need to do. Um, Donovan Pines was an absolute beast tonight. Um, I think he gets beat uh, in, in, by Angela Rodriguez on the goal, which we'll get to in a minute. Um, DC was generating chances. They were getting opportunities uh not I don't I'll have to go back and look at the actual like shots on goal. I know um, Rodriguez had that had that stunner. Um, that nearly set up, uh, that nearly could be credited with setting up uh, a Donovan Pines goal. Uh, but overall, I thought the, the first half, I had very few complaints about the first half. Uh, and maybe I'm alone. So I'll start with you, John. Do you, do you agree with my assessment? Yeah, no, the formation worked. Donovan Pines uh, had Quintero in his pocket. Um, that was fantastic. Uh, I had no complaints there. The attack was uneven, but I was attributing that more to... Uh, you know, miles on those legs, uh, being that this was the third game in, in eight days or nine days or whatever. Um, and a second away game in a row. So, uh, it was nothing pretty. I don't think there were a few moments of, of, of overlapping attack that seemed okay, but, uh, and also the goal that should have counted. But other than that, the, the, it was, it was fine. I would, I would have been fine with, uh, I would have been real fine with one, nothing at the half, which it should have been. And I was okay enough with zero, zero at the half. Trey, uh, we, well, let's go. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, I have some deep uh, thoughts about that. Um, uh, so, Trey, first of all, let's get your thoughts on the first half. Yeah, um, I, I pretty much agree with everything that was said. I think I, the first 15 minutes, I was not super happy with our possession. Um, I don't know what the stats were at, at 15 minutes, but I, uh, for whatever reason, I just remember thinking, like, why is, is, is Canal so important in the midfield that we just accept that we – are going to lose possession a lot of times and just chalk it up to that. Um, but then I looked at the halftime, I actually looked at the possession stats and we won possession. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just uh, me having a negative um, <laughs> negative bias against the team in terms of that. But uh, that was, that was my main stick out was, was the pos- everything seemed fine considering, you know, like I'll said, this is the you know third game this week, but uh, for whatever reason, we just kept getting dispossessed. Um, and um 
just little mistakes again that I just kind of chalked up to, like y'all said, mileage. All right. Well, let's get to the uh, the Donovan Pines uh, goal that should have stood. Um, I'm I uh, um I'm so I. I wanted to talk about first the, the, there was a great shot by Rodriguez, like I said, set up the save, uh, went out for a cross. Um, and then Donovan Pines goes up and, uh, we have a, a VR decision involving, uh, brilliant, um, as he, uh, I, I will admit that he puts his arm up, whether it impedes, uh, whether it impedes the goalkeeper for, for Minnesota, um, of whom I don't know, uh, of whom I, I don't know, uh, uh, his name. What's that? Vito Minone, formerly of Sunderland, formerly of probably other places. Uh, fair enough. Okay. Um, but whether he actually impedes the goalkeeper, I think is is iffy either way. Um, I, I could see an argument there. Um, is it a clear and obvious error? No. And any at any rate, you know. So we, I, I want to go back to the Rooney goal in which um, VAR says that yes, Brilliant probably fouls the goalkeeper, but the ball is it, the the goal. There's no way the goalkeeper was able to get that. Um, First of all, uh, Donovan Pines has about a good head length between him and the and the goalkeeper's hand when he makes that header. So, in my estimation, I don't see how you can overturn that when you know just a few weeks earlier it was stated that uh, there was no way it, it can't be overturned because you know the ball was heading to the back of the net anyway, and the goalkeeper could not have reached it anyway. So that's my that's actually my interpretation of that is I don't think you can overturn. I don't think it's clear and obvious that he could have gotten there. Um, and I really think that this, this isn't, I don't think a, a site against VAR. It's the way MLS does VAR, which is they have a individual, yeah, a different individual referee who's in charge of doing VAR calls. Um, in my opinion, it should go just like, like they do, uh, for hockey, for, um, some other sports that do VAR. Uh, it goes out to a central location and they're the ones, uh, that either call the referee over or make the decision. Um, in that case, um, I think, we're getting far too many of these uh, of these, you know, changes and sort of how VAR is being called again. So that's my perspective, uh, John. I'm curious to get your perspective on that. Yeah, I think I've been consistent that I hate VAR, except for when it gives DC United goals. I think I've talked about that on the on the show in general. But in on you know, in all honesty, uh, replay across the board in all sports annoys me greatly. I think that the the fixation on getting it right versus the human element of the game, the human component of a referee making a decision forcing it to be based on the referee's best judgment at the time with what he can see. Um, I'm for that. Uh, I think that there's a whole bunch of ridiculousness, particularly with the way, like you said, with MLS, with the way they do VAR um, clear, like the clear and obvious tenant is obviously not being taken into account They're They're basically just saying, I don't want to be second guessed. We're going to, we're going to take everything to replay that we can. And if it looks at all, like it could go that way, we're going to call it. And that's what it, that's what it just feels like. And it's, I, it slows the game down. It causes you know big stoppages in play that it shouldn't happen. It 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 feel it makes soccer feel differently. Like it's it's like the the ref is another player on the team or another player that you're playing against versus just sort of being a component of the game. It's like a third element you have to con- uh, contend with. So I'm not I'm I'm against it. I would like to see it go away, except for cases of violent contact, violent conduct, and then you could just have the the linesman or the fourth official be the eyes on that if the, if the ref doesn't see it. That's my opinion. Trey, your thoughts. Uh, on VAR, I'm kind of all or nothing. Um, I, I feel like I, I, 
in theory, I'm pro VAR. I want it to be there because I want the calls to be right. But I, I, I agree with you, Ted. I, I don't like this kind of like uh, back and forth shuffling of responsibility of who, who inevitably makes the call because I, I don't know. I just think it's ridiculous that they have someone who, you know, beams into the ref's ears to say, hey, you should take a look at this. And then they go over to look at it. It just feels like too many people. Okay, just have someone in central location review it, give the call, and that's it. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, at least regarding this goal, I, I could have, I don't know, I, I could see it both ways where I would rather, um, I'm just, I'm not surprised that it was that it was called back, but I don't know. It's It's one of those things where you take the VAR with the VAR. All right, before we get to some of your chat questions, by the way, we do have the phone line up, and um, I'm going to go and apologize um, if anyone tried to call in and could not <laughs> get through because I did not set up, I did not have it set up right now, but it's set up now, uh, 703-879-4844 if you want to jump in. That's 703-879-4844. I'm going to go ahead and put it in the chat as well. I did but, it. Already done. Yeah, already done. All right, <laughs> fair Okay, very, very good, very good. Uh, so, uh, John, let's get into some chat questions. We do yes. have some chat questions. Yeah, first and foremost, uh, we got Nancy Gregory here saying she had two questions. The first one is, uh, do we think the players are going to complain about the field conditions? It seemed to be a early an issue early on. Uh, DC United just tweeted and then deleted a thing about, uh, what was the exact thing? Uh, sort of like a bad game, just like their field. It was something about making fun of their field, and then they deleted it like seven seconds later. But we saw it. Other people saw Damn. it. Stop uh, don't do that. Don't delete that stuff. <laughs> yeah, I never delete. Never, never regret posting. DC United, never, never stop posting. Um, Someone from the league might have stepped in, but yeah, maybe, maybe they have, maybe they have all of their logins and they can just unilaterally squash stuff. Maybe I, we got to get into that. We'll have to ask. Let's get comment from the league. Um, yeah, the the field looked like garbage. Uh, they're just like in games previous at the game against LA. Uh, Zlatan took a giant chunk of turf that came up and threw it off the field. Um, it, there were players slipping and sliding all over the place. Um, the the thing about those things are always that both teams are dealing with it. You know, both teams are suffering with the grass that hasn't taken yet. I, I wonder the corner that Rooney took late in the second half where the ball went straight up and then out of bounds had anything to do with the grass. He didn't. The normal move is when the grass screws you up. You, you stare at the grass and then you look at your feet and then you look sort of incredulous. But he just looks sad. Like he's he looks like he was just embarrassed. So I don't know. I, I I'm gonna put he was struggling with his with his set pieces all night, which is very un uh unruny like. Um and I and I thought that his uh that that would the field seemed to be playing a role in that um because his his free kicks were just not hitting the way you would expect them. I mean, you're looking at these free kicks and you're like, you're no way he even intends to put that, you know, three within a three yard radius of where he's trying to put that. He's trying to put that, you know, five, ten yards out. Um, so I'm not necessarily worried, I guess, about his set piece ability. Um, I think the fatigue of of playing, you know, a whole bunch of games. Uh, let's be clear. This is also, I believe, this is like their sixth game in 21 days. Uh, so DC's been put through the put through the wood, wood chipper uh, this early in the season, um, and they're still standing uh, with at at as the first place team in the East. And you can talk about the way they play it, the way they got there, and everything. The fact of the mac, the fact of the matter remains, they are the top team in the Eastern Conference right now. Um, and I'm not sure if there's anybody who's really making a a point to unseat them right now. I mean, you would have said Toronto, but Toronto got um got bounced in their game, uh home a home game against Portland. Who so, also sucks. What's that? Who also sucks this year? So far. Well, they're getting better. So I mean, let's not. They're they've won, won I think two games in a row on the road. So okay. uh, they're they're definitely starting to put it a little bit together, um for sure. And they and again they got a whole slew of home games just like we did. They've won double the games we won last season, 
um, on the road. Uh, so let's let's uh, let's let's mention that. But uh, Trey, uh, did you uh, do you want to add anything or bring anything into that? Nope, I think you guys all said it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Nothing to add. <laughs> Move on. Back back to the questions. Uh, there's two questions here about uh, Lucho and Nancy. Also said uh, is Acosta's contract future distractions? Are they hurting the team? And Jonathan M just said, how many more games of sulking Lucho will Ben allow? Seems if anyone needed a mental health day, it's Lucho. And this brings me to probably the most exciting thing about the game that we somehow didn't mention yet uh, was Lucho getting in Paul Ariola's face uh, and yelling at him about something. Uh, what it was, I don't un- necessarily understand. Uh, he just ran the full length of the field to make a defensive play. Um, there was somebody on, somebody on Twitter said, uh, I, maybe Paul was finally yelling at Lucho for passing to no one else except for Wayne uh, ever. I don't know if that was, I, I would love to know what that was. If we have any Spanish speaking lip readers who could have uh, taken a look at that video and let us know what was up, that'd be great. So Trey hit us. What yeah. Think? I think uh, uh, what I gathered from it is I think my theory is that Acosta was bad that Ariel Ola uh, stopped play because uh, on the Quintero injury, um, anybody that watched the Leeds game today, uh, <laughs> very, very, a little bit similar situation where they did not stop play, but um, yeah, from what I could tell, I think Ariola kind of stopped the play a little bit and and killed that while uh, you know while Cantera went down. It looked like Acosta just got you know pissed off about it, you know, play to the whistle, which I agree to play to the whistle, but uh, you know, uh, well, I think also, well, also with the Leeds game, I think there were certain players that were motioning or certain people in the Leeds United bench or some, they were motioning to play it out. And two players just decided we're not going to listen to that. Like geniuses. Yeah. So I think, I think that was part of it. Um, So, I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm not reading too much into this. I think sometimes, you know, as, and Pablo Mara, I think had the best sort of analysis of this. Like, look, this stuff happens on the training pitch all the time. It it happens, you know, right with regularity um, on the training pitch. Um, It doesn't necessarily mean much. It's two guys who want to win and one guy who clearly wants to win because he wants to, he wants to be playing better and he's not having the the best season right now, especially after uh, 2018. So I'm, I didn't, if something else had erupted in that field, then I think it's time to concern. If, if, if Acosta and Areola were yelling at each other at halftime or going at each other at halftime, or there was some other altercation or something like that, um, then I think it's, that's when you start to worry, but one kind of little, you know, disagreement two guys who who are kind of getting in each other's faces a little bit i'm i'm choosing not to uh say that that's a big deal jonathan m with the appropriate follow-up in the chat play to the whistles rich coming from a guy that shrugs and waves his arm when he loses the ball so let's bring it back to so let's go and bring it back to sulky lucho aside from the the little little conversation that happened um if you read uh soccer insider this week steve goff had a very good primer basically on what could happen with Lucho as far as we've talked about on the show ad nauseum really about yeah. you know uh, week almost. sold not sold uh you know let go at the end of the season basically on a free but uh I'm I'm curious I, I, his play we, we said it last week his play is nowhere near 2018 uh that's sort of I think at this point I can completely concede that he is not the player he was last year, and the connection with Rooney is not where it was. Obviously, open play goals are not are not happening at this point, uh, and it is in large part to the dysfunctionality of that of that connection. And that's all. I mean, it's partly them. It's partly the way that they're being played. Uh, part of the way defense is happening against them. Um, but what 
how long can how long can the current setup go? Are they? I understand they're in first place. I understand that they're still getting goals and they won on earlier on in the week. I feel like they've played teams that are at the middle or lower than them on the table. I think it's a question of. Oh, hi, everyone's seeing my dog in the background. <laughs> he wants to go outside. He's going to have to wait. Um, what 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 kind of change do you see happening? Do you see any change happening as far as uh, formation, giving Acosta a mental day, uh, giving him a little bit of a break? What what do you think will happen or should happen? I, you know, and, and this might be an unpopular opinion. We're not seeing the, the finished product from Acosta, um, but I will say over the past two games, um, he has been playing better as John gets up to let his dog out. Um, good boy. Uh, and uh, so I, I think he's been playing at least a little bit better um, than than what we what we saw kind of uh, certainly during those losses uh, against New York City and L.A. Um, is it, you know, 2018 level? Absolutely not. Um, but I'm at least encouraged a little bit that there appears to be a little bit more of a connection. Um, he and, uh, you know, I, I'm also noticing something. Uh, something that, that kind of hit me is um, I haven't seen Acosta like really try to make a run at somebody. And you kind of get that, that, that feeling when he starts like taking off and then other, other teams are trying to like defend it. Um, and he kind of goes in runs at players. Um, I haven't seen that much from him uh, this year. And I think that's kind of been um, it, 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 it was kind of nice to see there was a little, I think there was a play in the second half that almost, I think it, it nearly it generated his sort of his chip where he actually went at players, had some space, uh, gathered some steam and, and, you know, laid a nice ball off to Rodriguez, keeps his run going and, uh, Rodriguez lays it off to him. And, uh, I mean, if DC gets a goal there, we're having a completely different conversation. So, um, I, I will agree. He's still not at 2018 levels, but I'm seeing, uh, some encouraging signs that when the team gets a sort of a break from, from games, uh, that maybe he can get his head on straight. Um, and I'll be very, you know, again, we're, we're hearing some more, uh, the, the, there's some uh, more brewing news about his sort of contract situation. Um, so I'll be curious to see. I, I think we're going to start, we're going to start hearing some sparks go off as far as, as far as that goes. Uh, Trey, anything you would like to to jump in on? Yeah, there was a moment at the, I believe it was the 67th minute. And uh, I think it speaks to what you're saying. There's, uh, I think it was two on three with Rooney and Acosta up. And they just, um, they just, I don't know, like if this was halfway during or the, the second half of last season, you would have, you would have seen them make a run in, turn on the jets, play around some players and try to make something happen. I, again, maybe it's just the maybe it's just the the amount of games, but they just they just hit the brakes, you know. It, 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 and that was again, that's one of those moments where I'm just like, what happened? What happened here? Um, there's another moment later on in the game, and maybe this was just a just DC in general. They just like they just don't want to get forward on possession. I mean, I was looking and I was trying to count the numbers as it was happening, and there was like you know, uh, seven, eight Minnesota players in front of the ball and like maybe two DC players. So what do you do at that point? Anybody you're going to pass it to, whether you're Rooney or, or Acosta, anybody you're going to pass it to, they're going to get immediately steamrolled. So, um, yeah, no one, even in the second half playing, I don't think we were down at that point, but, um, you know, playing a Western conference team, we were playing really conservatively, um, as a unit and then as individual players like uh, Acosta. I mean, he either got dispossessed uh, continually, which is not necessarily new, um, but he just didn't have any, that little one-two play around players that just wasn't there for him this game. Uh, by the way, um, Stephen Goff is reporting that apparently um, Leonardo Hara had, had uh, injured his growing in the game. 
Um, oh, so, yay. Yeah, he's so more more fullbacks um, out for DC United. Uh, so step in a key ward, I guess, would be the the uh, <laughs> the the scenario there. Um, John, do we want to? John's leaving right now, so I'll be right back. My dog is doing things. <laughs> All right. Well, um, I'm trying to remember. What, he, he's the one who's the keeper of the questions. So I guess we'll take a break. Um, we'll take a break a little bit, maybe from the from the questions, and get back to them a little bit later. Uh, but I guess the only other thing from the game, uh, I do want to talk about something positive. Um, I, I, I guess this could have been a, I, if these, if this game in zero, zero, there is one person who would have been man of the match. And that is Mr. Donovan Pines. Yep. Um, he was an absolute beast for about 80 minutes of that game. Um, 85 minutes of that game. Um, and he just, I mean, they, they were throwing everything at him and he was turning it away, making huge defensive stops. Um, I, I mean, we were all wondering, you know, will brilliant be the, you know, when, when is the team going to find a replacement for, for, uh, Frederick brilliant? Um, Donovan Pons is making that case and he's making that case almost to the sense that you don't even think you need to look for a center back, uh, come the summer. We'd all kind of talked about, you know, is the team going to bring in a center back to sort of replace brilliant? Well, it turned out they did. And his name and his name was Donovan Pines because he's, it, it, it's so, uh, rewarding after sort of all the struggles we saw, like we saw him play pretty bad in preseason. I don't think his preseason was very good. And we thought, okay, he's a, he's a good player. Uh, but you know, I think he'll maybe get some time in Loudon, and you know, he's certainly a, a freak of a you know with a six five, you know, wingspan. If he can figure out how to play, I mean, you, any cross is going to go right to his head. Uh, he's going to be the tallest player there, um, certainly. Um, so he had a monster game. He's really grown. He, he sort of adapted quickly to the game, almost to the point where it's going to be a, a hard argument to leave him off the field. Um, and especially now that you know Hara's looking injured, um, we kind of need all the help we can get. Um, so, uh, guys, what did you, uh, what, what did you make of, uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Donovan Pines? I tweeted that he's my favorite player like five times, uh, during the yeah. game. And I don't, I don't regret that even though that he got beat for the goal. Um, just talking about like you you want, uh, you like homegrown players, you like local kids, you like nice guys to do well. He's young, he's cheap. He's here for a while. He's big. He, he'll get stronger from, from where he is now. It's only going to get a little bit better, I think. His instincts and speed and technicality for his size are always surprising. It's going to be great. Um, I think Briant will be a great third center back next year uh, and maybe for the rest of the half for the second the second half of this year. He's he's played well. I'm, 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 I'm pleased with the way he's playing for the most part. Um, but Pines is the kind of player you want to have come through um, immediately. Um, I, I'm glad that they didn't let him go. I'm, I'm wondering if his options overseas were realistic or they were bargaining. Um, but I'm glad that they made the decision to, to sign him this year. Cause it's been, it's been a huge factor for them to have not have to like rely on Jalen Robinson to come in or, you know, some random guy they signed from USL. It's been good that way. So, I mean, Donovan Pines, you also have to think about it in terms of I mean, I know he's he's only played a few games, and I mean, these last two games, maybe three games, if, I don't know, my memory's not that great, but at least the last two games, he's balled out. And if you look at whether or not, you know, you, once every, everything's back equal and everybody's healthy, what do you do with Briant versus Pines? You have to remember that Briant's prob. I mean, he's coming to the end of his career. He's a player on the decline. Like, we're not going to get anything more out of Briant than we have already seen out of him. Pines, I mean, we don't we don't have his ceiling yet. I mean, I know that he went through the he went through the college route, which is not necessarily a bad thing. But say what you will about what it does to player development, but I mean, he still has a few years before he reaches his full potential theoretically. So, 
Um, I mean, if I'm if I'm looking at a long term solution, I'm looking at getting in Pines there now and getting him part uh, solidified as part of the team, rather than kind of waiting for Briant to just get so bad we can't have him uh, in our lineup anymore. I, I will be very curious to see when, you know, conceivably DC gets their wing backs back healthy um, and gets in and can sort of shift back to that sort of four, two, three, one, um, not using this, this sort of backup three, four, three, um, you know, and, and when it's just Donovan Pines and, and uh, Steve Birnbaum out there, what the difference is. Cause I think, you know, some of it could, you know, he, he's playing well, don't get me wrong. He's playing well, but I, I I'm wondering how much of that is is a is the fact that he's got two extra center backs there, um, in this sort of he he can sort of just he all he has to do is just like I think they just told him, just take Darwin Quintero out of the game. Your your job is to follow Darwin Quintero. You know, Burnbaum and Brilliant will handle everything else. You just you mark you do not let you know Quintero, and then it became okay. Now you do not let Rodriguez, uh, which again he was mostly successful. Uh, uh, until obviously a cross comes in, and uh, I think there's going to be some debate as to whether Rodriguez touched that ball. Um, as it went into the back of the net, um, you know, other than that, Bill, Hamid was stellar again, again, he's keeping this team in this game. Uh, John, did you want to jump in with some other, uh, I think yeah. you've got some more questions. Yeah, we've got some more questions. Rithik Patel, who uh, joined us last time said, Har is injured again. Maybe we should actually sign Antonio Valencia, Valencia. Uh, <laughs> and then he said, Mora, Burnbaum, Pines, and Hara should be our back line when everyone's fit. I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. we all agree. Um, we got anything else? Uh, Latino dog made a good point. He said, uh, not only did he get mad at Ariola for kicking the ball out, but there's chances for VAR to come in and take a look at the play, uh, that where Darwin went down the penalty box. I didn't realize that that's a good point to also, um, Alex X we've answered this question before, but I want to make sure that we get to all these, uh, due to Acosta's lack of performance so far this season, does DC United take the risk and sell Acosta in the summer or do we keep him? Uh, we have talked about this a lot during the, on the recorded podcast. Uh, I think that, uh, we I think we all want him to stay throughout the year, uh, just so that we have our best uh, chance of, of of silverware because we don't necessarily trust um, a replacement to come in in the summer and fit right away. I don't think any of us like the idea that well, uh, Rodriguez will just shift centrally and we'll get uh, Assad back and then we'll be better for having done that. I don't think any of us feel that that's better. I think it's probably a lateral move. So we I think the podcast. Please jump in. Correct me if I'm wrong. The podcast uh, view is that we would like him to stay throughout the end of the year and probably not sell him. If he's playing poorly, so poorly that we want to get rid of him in the summer, no one's going to want him. And the amount of money they're going to offer is going to be nothing anyway. So it's it probably just makes sense to hold on to him. Folks, agree, disagree? Uh, I mean, agreed. I, I don't think there's any argument. Trey, I, I'll let you do it. We, we've talked about this in nauseam. We haven't, your thoughts have not been registered yet as much. So I'll go ahead and let you have the next say on that. No, I, I, I totally agree as well. I mean, I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to add again. Nancy yeah. Gregory, because go ahead, Ted, do you have something else on that? No, no, go ahead. Just jump yeah. right in. Yep. Nancy Gregory uh, says, I miss Deleon. And, you know, with all these fullback injuries, I also miss Deleon. Deleon got a contract extension in Toronto. He's yep. also playing right midfield in Toronto. Um, he's also starting pretty much he's every starting game. Starting every game. And, and he's I, doing pretty well. I watch Toronto games just to see him and see how he's doing. And he's doing very well. He looks like he's aged a few years backwards. He looks like he's. His, his knees, his problem knees, his, his arthritic knees seem to be not a problem. It's early on in the season, and a full season may may change that. But uh, it's, I mean, I don't know if we could have afforded him at his $300,000 contract. Probably not. Uh, but I, I think we all at this moment wish that we had him as a depth piece um, that we don't have currently. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I think right right now, especially when it seems like every single wing back, 
you know, is going down with injuries and looks like Hara might be down with another injury, which is not good. Uh, certainly for DC. I guess, hey, welcome. I guess Chris McCann comes back into the lineup. Yeah, he's healthy. Yeah, next we'll just healthy. keep cycling out injured leg players over and over again. <laughs> just, well, I totally, totally forgot about him. Yep. <laughs> I, it's a good uh, sign. It's a good sign. Yeah. So, um, D, I mean, D, so DC does get a week break, um, finally. Uh, it feels like they've been going like, you know, Wednesday, you know, Saturday to Tuesday, Saturday to, and now they finally have a week break. So it's been, um, they get a little bit of a, I think, a time to get it, to get to get a breather and to sort of catch, you know, catch up. Um, and also, you know, something I feel like that was sort of brought up in the broadcast that I didn't little didn't really consider. Uh, DC hasn't really had a lot of time to sort of adapt and sort of figure out how to attack um, in this uh, in this new formation. Um, and I think so. You know, part of the reason I'm I'm maybe not knocking you know the team so much um, is because they are. This is sort of a, a formation that they're not used to playing, and they haven't really had an opportunity to work on. Um, and so I'll be very curious, you know, with injuries piling up, it looks like maybe we're going to see the same formation. Um, and so that would be my, I, I would personally hope that the team um, would uh, have an opportunity to actually work on this a little bit offensively um, and start to put together, uh, put together some better combinations and some better passes. So DC does get six days here before the next game. And then they've got eight days before their, the next game on the 12th. But then it goes 12th, 15th, 18th, 25th, 29th, June 1st. And then they have a really long break. So the the onslaught is about to just come right back up there. And of those games, uh, we've got home, home, away, 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 home, home. So, uh, and the games are against the, so we'll just to run down the schedule real quick. So if you're in case you're not looking at it, this Saturday is Columbus at home, uh, then Sporting Kansas City at home on the 12th, Toronto away. Houston away. It's so strange the way I'm like, I'm actually seeing Seattle is playing LA right now. And the Seattle had just played LA. I think like a few weeks ago, DC had just played literally Wednesday. So like, we're talking like a week and a half in between when they last played them. And then they're playing their final game uh, against Columbus. MLS scheduling continues to kind of baffle me a little bit. Um, So, you know, again, they get a a struggling uh, Columbus side and a struggling, uh, sporting KC side at home. So anyway, sorry. Continue, John. I apologize. Yeah. No, it's fine. It's so Houston and then New England uh, also away, and then the last two games before the big long break are Chicago at home and San Jose at home. So uh, there are some, I mean, very beatable teams in that configuration. There, uh, New England is still horrible. Um, San Jose has had a little bit of a turnaround. They're starting to score more goals, but they're also near the bottom. Of, I think of their of their of their of their conference. Chicago hasn't really figured it out. Toronto is playing well, obviously. Sporting Kansas City scored four goals, I think, this weekend. Um, Correct, but they also they, they conceded. Looked, <laughs> yeah, they conceded four, and they've looked they've looked uh, the the CCL uh, hangover is is definitely I think still in effect for them because they do not look as effective as they did um, as they did last last week. And it is also I think like you already mentioned the fact that we're playing Columbus again so soon. Tactically, I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. Uh, we're likely to, I mean, you don't like to have, I don't know. I feel like they have very recent game tape <laughs> and we're going to be playing the same lineup. So, and we beat them last time. So it's, I think it's, it'll just feel like a continuation for them. I think probably. So we'll see if that has anything to do with how the results go. Uh, we got some more stuff on the chat uh, just to catch a tonal tensor up since he wasn't here for the beginning. Ariola and Acosta were arguing. We think because Ariola put the ball out, um and didn't necessarily need to and that made Acosta very angry 
Uh, Jonathan M said today was the first game in which I felt Rodriguez was a decent player. He's been fairly underwhelming. I don't think I'd agree with that. I think he's had a, quite a few games uh, where he's made an impact. I would say maybe three or four um, where he's where he's really played well. I would say that he disappears from some games. I think that's I think that's a fair I think that's a fair assessment. I definitely don't think that he's ready to be uh, Acosta's heir apparent. If Acosta were to leave, I don't think the skill set's the same. I don't think he has the ability to possess the ball the same and get past players the same. Uh, but Trey, you have thoughts? Yeah, no, that's exactly what I was going to say. I was sorry. Uh, no, it's okay. Uh, I, I think I think that we were I think we were sold I think we were sold a little bit of a lie when uh, we were told uh, or or led to believe that uh, Rodriguez would be Acosta's heir apparent whenever he leaves. When it, it's it's very clear they're not they're, it's not a one for one. You know, we're apples and oranges in terms of players here. Uh, Acosta, um, I think he. Uh, you know, benefits a player like Rodriguez and vice versa. Um, I don't think that uh, when uh, Acosta leaves, we will f- need to find a replacement for him. I don't see Rodriguez as being that replacement. Um, I would agree with you there. I, I don't think I don't think he's Rodriguez's replacement. I think he has he has looked uh, much better. Um, he's settling in a little bit. Um, he's starting to make some 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 really nice passes and some really nice connections. Uh, he and Acosta, I think, have actually had sort of a, a better connection than than Acosta and Rooney, um, which is which is strange to say, um, considering after last year. Um, so uh, uh, I guess anything else we want to add? I'm trying to see. I don't see many comments. No, we never really got into the second half, which is kind of funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we. Well, we haven't gotten in the second half. No, we didn't say anything about it. We we talked about what happened up at the halftime and then stopped. There wasn't much to say. They didn't have much of the ball. Uh, Acosta had one opportunity well, where he shot uh, over the goal. He tried to chip from maybe twenty yards, which maybe wouldn't have been the choice I would have made uh, with the with the look that he had. Uh, we had multiple subs prior to the 80th minute. Uh, Ameriqua came in and did not have the same impact that he had holding uh, holding up play and getting the ball that he did in Columbus. Uh, Rooney as a central midfielder, I think, is probably not a good fit right now for the rest of this team. He he, he had dropped back. We, we we do not do the two forward move whenever we bring on Ameriqua. If Rooney stays in the field, he drops back, and he did not have a connection with any of the players. And the last point about the second half is that Zoltan came in and did absolutely nothing and made yeah. made numerous mistakes with Wayne that have me really wondering who we're going to replace him with in the summer because it's just not a fit anymore. It's just not working. Yeah, and. There- Go ahead, go ahead. Right, there's that one moment uh, that uh, you know Rooney settled that crossball like a uh, like it was a balloon, and then uh, was saw, saw that Steber was going one way and uh, passed it to him, and then Steber suddenly zagged and went the other way, and it was you know it, it was it was a that play died at that moment, um, and I think that's again I, I think Steber is really good on coming coming in and running around and not doing anything. Um, <laughs> But that's what we uh, that's what we signed Ameriqua for, right? That's right. We can only have one of those guys in the field at once. The two is too many. Um, go ahead, Ted. I guess the question, of course, becomes: I mean, at this point, I mean, we all kind of said, "Well, Steve, Steve's a good depth option." Um, but and you know, in 2018, he came in and made a difference in some games. Um, you know, the game against Chicago, he came in and changed the the complexion of that game and, and made a difference. Um, DC needs guys that can come in and make a difference. And right now, I don't think they have that. I think Ameriqua is fine. Uh, he, he's probably one of the one players I think that's okay. Uh, Segura has his moments, uh, struggles, struggling a little bit now, um, but certainly had his moments um, early in the season. Uh, Steber ain't it. 
and the team needs to make a decision. Um, I think this this summer, if there's one thing, you know, if obviously if if they end up losing a cost in the summer, it becomes a completely different issue. But if, assuming if a cost is here, uh, they need to find a a piece that can either compete or be a depth option out there. Um, and they need to figure out a way to, to ship Steber off somewhere else uh, to some other team that might be struggling or trade him for, for, you know, whatever, whatever it takes, get him off the roster and get someone else in there. Um, so that, that'll certainly be one thing I'll be, I'll be watching. Uh, Nicholas on the chat says fast forward to the summer, assuming we have a few injuries, then add some call-ups potentially including Ariola Moreno, Durkin, Mora, Segura, Pines, uh, maybe Hamid will barely will barely fill a starting eleven. Uh, there is they're taking a long break in the June uh, area for for some of those international games, so I think we yeah. won't we'll, we'll never be actually hit with that many players at once. Look, but, out, look out for the Open Cup, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. the de- the depth The depth will be tested. The depth's already being tested, so I don't really know what that means for this team. Uh, if again, if these roster spots are not all filled in the summer, I'm gonna start going bare chested to these games and writing signs on my chest about how Trey and I will stand next to each other so we can spell longer words about how these roster spots need to be filled because you can't have, you need bodies for some of these games. When we go play open cup games and we're already this hurt, I don't know what you do. Do you have contests to have let fans play? I don't know what the plan is. They've got to do something. Um, uh, Nicholas also said uh, the front office needs to build some quality depth. Maybe you trade Zoltan for two mid-range players. The problem being is that Zoltan, you w- what we see is what the rest of the league sees when these players play. Uh, Zoltan had we, the, Zoltan stealing. We don't really know. I guess it was maybe last year, but he's playing poorly and he's not connecting with his team right now. So mid-range players, I think you might be lucky to get. I don't know. I don't know what you what. Let's let's play the weird. The market for hasn't really happened yet for MLB. DC taking on a sizable chunk of that salary um, for for any team to start to be interested in Zoltan in Zoltan Steber. Um, that that's what it's going to take a team that's number one desperate enough for some uh, some attack on the wing um, who maybe who maybe is struggling or doesn't have really much of anything, um, and it's going to take DC taking taking a chunk of that salary um, and maybe sending something else. Uh, some other team's way, or you sell him somewhere in the, in the, in the summer window uh, when the July window opens in Europe and and they can buy players uh, you sell him in that window. Um, those are, those are kind of the two options I think that DC has. Yeah. Um, so um, okay. the closing soon in May. So I'll be curious to see if there are any move, any moves that are make. Um, we have, we actually have a, mooted, we have a mooted players swap here. Uh, Nicholas says, why not Zoltan Sieber for Keegan Rosenberry from the Rapids? Okay, I don't hate it, but I, like I, think, I, I think it happened. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know either. But they, I mean, that is that does a, a need for a need, I guess. Um, Alex Gabaretti says, "Give Yao minutes and develop a franchise superstar." Yao is going to play in those Open Cup games. You better, you best believe he will be playing in those games. Yeah, well, if, if he's not with the U seventeen right. team, because right now he's with the U seventeen team. So I would, I'm, I don't know when the U seventeen World Cup is, but I, I would bet he might be. I think he's pretty much assigned there now for 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 the rest of the season. He might come back a little bit because I don't think the tournament's right up. But um, he's why but, we didn't have a full bench today. Yes, yes, so, he is why we didn't have a full bench. That's that. Um, uh, Alex X, Alex X says Quincy made a great impact coming in on Wednesday. Quinspiracy, uh, Quinspiracy is a thing that I have found out about from Instagram. I don't necessarily understand it. He talks about it all the time. It's a hashtag on his account. He has, uh, I, if you're not following him, I don't know what you're doing because it's it's very bizarre. 
but it's something it's exciting at least we, we've said we've said before we like his post game because he says things that actually make sense and are calm and reasonable and, and, and actually applying some analysis. And also he's got the weirdest Instagram account now that Jermaine Jones is, is retired and no longer like attacking his ex-wife uh, like in real time. I think he's got to probably have the weirdest and most interesting Instagram. So make sure you're following that. Uh, Latino dog says, I think Alexis Sanchez would be great for Acosta replacement. Right. No, I don't know. Thank you. I don't really want that. Uh, I saw, I saw a little bit of Sanchez in the Chelsea Man United game this morning. And I don't want to say I beat him in a foot race. He would still beat me in a foot race, but it would, it should, the gap is not as big as it should be. I, I don't think, I think he's, he's, <laughs> he's well past it. I don't think I, I don't think I would want that as a replacement. And someone also still wants Tommy Mack. Uh, sure. I, Bring him sure. back. Yeah. Definitely. Forever. He's got a, he's got a permanent roster spot. I take, take Tommy Mack over, over Zoltan Steber right now. Ooh. Told. I would take him over Zoltan Steber any day of the week. Any of the week. He's he, doesn't, he doesn't have his mullet anymore, though. Got to remember that. Fair enough. He has Sorry, I, I am perusing Quincy Ameriquois' Instagram, and it is a delight. I told you. <laughs> Everyone follow. What's his, what's his name? What's the, Quincy Ameriquois. That's his. Make sure that's your that's your follow Friday for the weekend. Uh, RFK Refugees has told you. Also, what's his other thing called? Perfect Soccer. So he's, got, he's got like yeah. a, he's got a company. Uh, where he does like inspire, he does like sports psychology, yeah, perfect soccer, and yeah. uh, I guess he does uh, a vlog too on YouTube. Yep. So he's he's the most online of the DC United players. So you gotta love that. No one else has. No one else has vlogs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anything else we want to get into? Uh, no, I think that that game sucked, and uh, I'm glad that we've got a, another game coming up in a little bit, and uh, it should be a win. I hope. Yeah. Hopefully. It's Columbus who are also struggling and who did not look like they had much of anything except cross the ball. Um, so uh, I guess with that, uh, Trey, did anything else you wanted to add? Nope. Glad that the East is garbage. Yep. <laughs> very, be very glad about that. And again, you know, it, it, the fact that I, I don't think many of y'all would have predicted that DC would have just one home loss um, over, you know, in basically late April. I think we, we probably would have projected at least a couple more. Um, in that game. So again, you know, DC, this is this was a a, a bad game. Um, but I mean, if it weren't for a you know Rodriguez across and then a Rodriguez sort of dummy, I guess you could say, um, then uh, then maybe we'd be talking about um, talking about DC uh, either pulling out a draw, or winning this game. And you know, John, you said three points. Uh, you wanted three points out of these two road games, and they got three points. And I would argue that the more important three points were the ones against Columbus than they were against Minnesota. Um, so again, I'm not as negative, I guess, from this game. This is not as negative as I thought I'd be over a one, nothing loss. Um, I'll be very curious to see when, if this team on a full week's rest, uh, gets Columbus again at home and can, and if they can finish the job there, I think I'll be feeling, um, a lot more better. Um, so I guess with that, uh, we didn't get any calls again today, so come on, we need you all to, to want to jump in and, and take part in this show. We love your comments and this is not say, you know, people aren't taking part of the show, but we love to hear your beautiful voices too. Um, cause it helps, it helps make the, makes the show a little better. Um, but, uh, I guess Ted, with that, Ted are, we, are we, are we going to sing Wonderwall after? No, this? no, we, we're not going to do that. No, oh, cause I thought that was so cool. And the thing that people, uh, think is very authentic and neat. I it, think it's, is fine, but it's not worth being talked about, you know, four or five times. Like, oh, here they're gonna sing it, they're gonna sing it, they're gonna sing it. But yes, we're not gonna sing Wonderwall. Oh. We're not gonna do anything related to Wonderwall. Nothing, not even our closing music is gonna have Wonderwall. I could probably play it on an acoustic guitar like 999 of people. <laughs> I will block all of you on social media and we'll never speak to any of you again. 
Oh, <laughs> I've already been through college once. <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say. All right. Um, I guess with that, uh, twitter.com slash refugees. Everybody give us a follow. Patreon.com slash refugees. Uh, thank you all so, so much for jumping in with the comments, the questions. Again, please, someone, some up people out here. I, the only two people that have called the postgame shows are two people I know. So I'd oh, like to get somebody. Hold on, who hold I, on. We've got an offer to call the call the show and sing Wonderwall. <laughs> Uh, no, no, that, you know, so, sorry, uh, we're not going to do that. Never mind. That'll be, blocked. that'll be blocked. But anyway, uh, thank you all so, so much for listening. Uh, you've been listening to the RQ Refugees podcast. We love everything you all bring to the show, and uh, we will catch you all uh, probably next week. Vamos. Hashtag conspiracy. We could feel like them. Rarely would we ask things we used to have. Is that true with you?